Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show. The place where it starts, covering today's topics, new authors, pop culture, trending topics, and, of course, politics. Indigo Studio presents real conversation about topics of the day, and we welcome you to Indigo Studio. Hi, I'm Hermine Hartman with another episode of Indigo Studio, and today we're joined by Mr. Maurice Cox. He is a social engineer with an emphasis on city planning, and today he enjoys the position of being Chicago's Commissioner of Planning and Development. He held the same position, a similar position, in Detroit and helped to turn that city around. He's also a politico, having been the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, from 2002 to 2004, so he knows politics too. He's an architect by training. He's also an academician, having taught in Florence, Italy. Uh, he's been the design director for the National Endowment for the Arts. He's an educator, also having taught at Syracuse University and Tulane in the School of Architecture. We're so glad to have you, and welcome to our fair city, Chicago. Uh, it's uh, it's wonderful to be here. And we're at City Hall. We are actually in his office at City Hall on the 10th floor. So we're glad you're here. How do you like our city so far? I am uh, loving it. There's uh, a warmth, incredibly welcome, and uh, hit the ground running, and I'm really loving it. You really have a firm idea of urban planning as we see it for now and the future. What's your real idea of urban planning and your dream for Chicago? Sure. Well, you know, I have um, loved cities. Uh, I love neighborhoods. I grew up in an urban neighborhood as a young uh, boy in Brooklyn, uh, New York. Um, But I also... um, know that cities and neighborhoods continue to evolve mm-hmm. uh, and um, we have to work really hard to understand what um, what residents need, uh, what gives neighborhoods um, the feel that they are continuing um, to, to prosper. Uh, we know when they are not. Um, but very the, the vacant lots. The yeah, you see the signs, gone, the, the second stories, um, vacant. Um, you know, families leaving, uh, and so the signs of um, signs of disinvestment are everywhere. Uh, and I've just made a commitment to myself that I want to build a city where um, families, families with children. Um, feel that they can stay. So Chicago is experiencing uh, exodus Mm -hmm. of black middle class. The things that you're talking about will curtail that exodus and make people want to stay. What? what Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I think um, the black middle class wants the same things for its neighborhoods as you would find in other neighborhoods of Chicago. And they want um, streets that are dynamic and safe. Um, they want to be able to go to uh, locally serving businesses mm-hmm. um, that have the range of uh, goods and services that they need in their daily lives. They want uh, parks, neighborhood parks, mm-hmm. where their kids uh, can recreate and feel safe. Uh, they want options of housing. I mean, so many people want to be able to live all of the 
you know, stations of their life in a neighborhood that they love. Uh, so I think these are all things that are attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what planning does. So tell us how you did it in Detroit. Let's move to Chicago. Sure. But what 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 did you? Because you you had hands on. Sure. This is proven uh, in Detroit. Tell yeah. us what you did. Started from um, a conversations with residents, those uh, who really love their neighborhoods, and they they decided to stay. So it's ground through, up. Through thick and thin, having a conversation about uh, aspirations that they had for their neighborhood. And, and as I said, very often, um, they were really simple things, like we want to have a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be able to go to a sit-down family restaurant on a Saturday afternoon with my family. I want to be able to walk to those places. I want to ride my bike. I want to be able to ride my bike. And so um, we just started to look at um, what um, were the services that would retain the residents who were there and uh, treat them and give them the amenities and the quality of life uh, that they deserve. So what was was the success factor? Well, um, I think the infrastructure is being laid as we speak, um, transforming streets. I mean, giving streets a an extreme makeover, wide sidewalks, tree-lined streets, looking at every vacant uh, storefront and developing programs to get entrepreneurs in those storefronts, um, being able to uh, make the parks signature parks, one of a kind, uh, and uh, and then looking at the housing stock, how do we value that that historic fabric that is so beautiful uh, and rehab those houses. So where does the money come from? I I saw on 60 Minutes a while ago that Jamie Dimon of uh, Chase invested uh, significant dollars and kind of in an experimental way Mm -hmm. in Detroit. Did you you work with him? We we certainly did. And we brought together uh, both public dollars Mm -hmm. being really strategic about public uh, dollars that could fund uh, certain things like streets uh, and parks, um, um, philanthropic dollars um, that, again, the, that patient capital, they can take a long view and they can take a little higher risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do some things with that. And then um, uh, private capital. So you're combining sources, resources. We brought them all together. All together in one single that's right. pot. That's, that's right. That's and great. It's, you know, it's strategic. It was a strategic neighborhood fund that gave us the ability to fill the gap um, on businesses that um, were trying to put um, you know, businesses in those storefronts. Mm-hmm. We could use that if we wanted to come in and completely make over a streetscape, the public realm. We had uh, resources that could do that. And they were all coordinated uh, together in a very walkable geography. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We're talking to Maurice Cox, uh, the Commissioner of Development and Planning in Chicago, and how we're going to change. What are we doing to save money? We talked to ComEd. Why? They're helping us lower our energy costs. How? They provide incentives to complete energy-saving projects. What else? They help us find ways to save energy that we haven't even thought of. Save energy and money, like a boss, with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. 
Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. Welcome back to Indigo Studio. We're in the offices of uh, Maurice Cox, the commissioner of Chicago's uh, planning and development. And we're talking about neighborhoods. Uh, I read a fascinating article on you mm. from the Chicago Tribune mm. where you talked about the 20-minute plan. Yes. Tell me about the 20-minute sure. neighborhood plan. Well, you know, it's so funny because so many of our neighborhoods um, were historically laid out where you could walk um, to almost anything you needed, whether it was a dry cleaners or a bakery or a pharmacy. Uh, and then with the um, departure of many of those neighborhood-serving businesses, to the suburbs, people had to start to drive to go to everything. The shopping centers, That's right. the malls. And, and I said, you know, I want to experiment with this idea of being able to get 80% of your daily needs within a 20-minute walk from your front door. And so to that's do that. Cleaning? Cleaning, groceries, sit-down restaurants, um, ice cream parlor, um, all of the things that we um, we need on a daily basis that now you know we have developed this habit of jumping in the car and going out to the suburbs to get because those services have lo- left our community. Mm. I think that the buying power is there and we documented that, that there were hundreds of millions of dollars that were leaving the city annually uh, and that if we had just provided those services, um, that people would um, prefer to keep their money locally. There's, there's a lot oh, of work to still, be done. There's still uh, an extraordinary inequity mm-hmm. in uh, access to um, goods and services that I've seen across the geography mm-hmm. of Chicago. I mean, I, I've been to, you know, uh, automatic wards that have five grocery stores, mm-hmm. and I've been to others had that, that had none. Mm-hmm. And so that that imbalance is part of the core of what I think the Mayor Lightfoot is trying to get to when she mm-hmm. talks about reinvesting in the West Side and reinvesting in the South Side of Chicago. So I want to talk about that. You've got some specifics that you are charged with, That's South right. Side and West Side. That's right. Ten communities in particular. Yes. Let's name those communities. Oh, my. You're going to put you? me on the spot. Okay. Yeah. Got, so we got Auburn Gresham. That's right. You've got North Lawndale. Austin. Austin, Inglewood. Inglewood. Humble Park. Humble Park. Quad Communities. Right. New City. That's right. Roseland, South Chicago, and South Shore. That's right. What specific changes do you want to bring about? Yeah, well, we, we started with this notion of uh, what's the front door of our communities. What what do you have to pass through to get home? If you're on uh, CTA, you're at a a transit stop, you you land right on a commercial corridor in order to go home. If you're driving, you're going to pass through one of the principal commercial corridors of that neighborhood. And um, so we said, if we're going to start the change, it's going to be at the front door. And so um, the mayor said, let's look at those corridors and see how we can um, marshal investment 
uh, to give residents some of those daily services that they need, that those places which are kind of like the civic commons, this is where you go uh, to run into your neighbors. This is where, again, you take care of business. Um, the city and, square. That's right. That's right. And I think it has so many of our assets, whether they're uh, architectural assets like bank buildings and the churches and the, the, the mercantile buildings that are still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be shuttered. Uh, they may need reinvestment, but they're still there. And mm-hmm. so this is a place where we thought we could demonstrate um, if we concentrate and overlap uh, public investment with private investment, we could catalyze the private investment. So many of the small businesses um, are folks who um, live in neighborhoods, mm-hmm. who genuinely want to provide these services. Um, they have had challenges to access capital historically. Mm -hmm. And we have created uh, the Neighborhood Opportunity Fund that actually will allow those entrepreneurs uh, to access the capital to renovate the building, um, you know, and provide the services that they particularly want to bring to the table. Is that a grant or a loan? It's a grant. Mm -hmm. Um, The Neighborhood Opportunity Fund gives grants from $150,000 to $250,000. And this, if you can get those businesses to co-locate in a walkable geography, you'll start to see some of the dynamism that we remember from uh, a day when you could get those services within a walkable distance from your home. Are we ready for that now? Oh, I think we're past ready. We're going to try to create these micro districts on these corridors that will uh, concentrate a, a lot of this local entrepreneurship within this walkable geography. We're also going to just look at the quality of the street. You know, um, can you walk hand in hand um, with your child on the sidewalk? Uh, is there room for outdoor dining? Um, are there shade trees um, to dine under? Some of these basic things that we have in other neighborhoods, we need to bring to the west and south side. So we've had years of neglect yeah. that has added up to segregated living and to racism. And what I really, really, really hear you saying, undercurrent, but very forthright, mm-hmm. is that we're going to end that. We are, um, I think we have to. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to work um, to set the foundation that um, signals that we're going to approach neighborhoods uh, differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to give people uh, options uh, to live um, in their community at, at all seasons of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to create things that are attractors to both um, local residents, we may bring people from across the city um, because of the uniqueness of that particular neighborhood and the assets so, that it so has. So the idea is for each neighborhood to have a uniqueness to draw to draw you in, to oh, bring absolutely. you to it. I mean, this a city, restaurant. That's right. A grocery store. That's right. And it you know, and there's an authenticity about the seven seventy seven um, community areas um, of Chicago. It really they really are um, Chicago is really a, a city of neighborhoods. It's a rich city, uh, and it, everyone has its own particular 
um, vibe Mm -hmm. and feeling. And I want to tap into that Mm -hmm. so that genuinely, you know, you could go to this area because you want to see this kind of cultural um, venue or entertainment. You go to that area because you want to taste that culinary um, cuisine. Uh, And I actually believe that the foundation um, is already there. The fabric for it that is. is already here. It's there because we used to be like that. That's right. And that's it right. changed. And that's now right. we're going we're to use right. some old that's school. Right. You hear the kids talking about, oh, you're, that's old school. And I was like, old school wasn't all bad now. <laughs> that's you know, right. we got to mix right. this thing that's up. Right. Hey, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Fascinating conversation with Mr. Maurice Cox of Chicago. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken Biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. Save energy and money, like a boss, with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. Welcome back to Indigo Studio. Today we're in the offices at City Hall with Maurice Cox, and we're talking about changes, changes about to happen in Chicago. I think you've got the most exciting, but the really the most important job in City Hall in the city right now because you can really produce this change. You got money, you got resources, you got we ideas. Have an amazing mayor. You got an amazing has a mayor who supported vision of where she wants to take this city. You talk about the heart, your concept of the heart and the soul of a city. Explain yeah. that. Well, I mean, I, I think the the heart of any city uh, is its downtown, mm-hmm. and you want it to be really strong. The central you want business it to be district. vibrant. Mm-hmm. The central business district. It belongs to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but often um, cities forget about the soul mm-hmm. of their cities, which mm-hmm. resides in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chicago has 77 of those souls, mm-hmm. and every one of them have to be vibrant and contributing to moving the city forward. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a both and. You have the heart of the city, and you have the soul of the city. And they got to go together. And they've got to go together. They have to both um, progress. So what about? And I'm sure the world knows about Obama Center yeah. coming to yeah. Chicago. Tell us, what do you, what's your thoughts about that and what will it mean to the city? Fascinating project and I think that uh, perhaps people have lost sight of just how transformational mm-hmm. that investment in Jackson Park and the adjacent neighborhoods will be. You like the idea of it being in the park? I, I think it's going to be a, a jewel in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about the Pritzker Pavilion and I think about Maggie Daly Park mm-hmm. and... Uh, Millennium Park, and I think, okay, the Obama Center has the potential to be that catalytic uh, draw mm-hmm. that will bring hundreds of thousands of people. Tourism. That's right, mm-hmm. to, um, to Jackson Park. How do we leverage that to remake a Stony Island? Mm-hmm. How do we leverage that mm-hmm. to anchor a woodlawn into that, that neighborhood that we know it has the potential to be where Everyone is welcome. I think we have so much to gain 
uh, by having that catalytic investment. I don't know how many neighborhoods have a chance to have a presidential center. Once in, in a lifetime. Midst. And it is going to remake in a very positive way the future of Woodlawn and all of the neighborhoods that surround it. We've got some new ideas about how to stand up uh, a process that will allow for people to continually engage in the projects as they evolve. And I think that's, um, that's really important, particularly these projects that take a long time mm -hmm. to achieve. We have to continue to, to make cities. So as you, as you do that examination of the financial and all of the kind of planning that you right. do, will we involve the people of those communities, the people of the city that we have to enjoy, we have to go through it? Will we involve their comments? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, these, these are going to um, be transformational investments mm -hmm. wherever they land. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have a process by which the community mm -hmm. can give input mm -hmm. and give their insights. Mm -hmm. You know, I have... I, you know, I've been in public life, I've been an elected official, I've been an appointed official. I so value what citizens bring to the table when they engage us deeply in the questions about their city, about their neighborhood. Uh, it's not optional. It's a, a absolute uh, right of Owner, citizens. Ownership. You can't, you can't build community um, and sustain community if you don't engage community. And I, I, I live by that. I believe strongly that we'll be a better city if we continue to have citizens deeply engaged in the future of their, their, their neighborhoods. So the neighborhoods that we're talking about for you to have emphasis of planning and change have been disinvested in over decades. We're talking about the end of racism. We're talking about segregated living. What does it mean for this turnaround to actually occur? Sure. Well, I think it's uh, vitally important that Chicago turn its attention to the places uh, where brown and black people live in the city that historically have not seen the level of investment um, that would retain that population and allow their neighborhoods um, to prosper. Um, if you think about where the future of this city is going to be, uh, it's going to be on the south side of Chicago. It's going to be on the west side of Chicago. It is the area that has the most land resources. Mm. It is an area that is just culturally very diverse and very rich. Mm. Uh, and so where you have land and your ability to control it, uh, you control the future. So I think it is so strategic for the Lightfoot administration to begin to look uh, to the south side and the west side and signal to this entire city that the future of Chicago is in the south side and the west side. We're going to try to find ways, new ways, for every resident to be an equity investor in the future of their neighborhood. And I, I, I find that really um, energizing to, to reflect on what does it mean for current residents to be equity investors in the future of their neighborhood. And I think the Lightfoot administration will be transformational in those areas. I think that's really, really, really what, what her administration will represent. I think, I think so. Your approach is holistic, mm -hmm. but your approach is also um, 
it's holistic, but it's for the entire community. It's not for a portion of the community. So we're talking about reinvestment. We're talking about crime prevention. Yes. We're talking about education. Uh, we're talking about enterprise. You're talking about all of those things. We're talking about recreation. That's right. We're talking about it's it's the whole a whole approach. It is, and and they uh, all of those things that can be seen layered one on top of the other, mm-hmm. so that they are complementary. Mm-hmm. You you it is about the streets. Mm-hmm. It's also about how we move through our communities. So it's about transit. It's about greenways. Mm-hmm. It's about the parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about our schools. Uh, it's about the local economy that is generated by those jobs and retaining those dollars in the communities that they serve. The opportunity to also co-invest in the development down the block. Mm-hmm. I really think that those are the things that will keep people in place. Mm-hmm. You're talking about trying to fight gentrification. Well, if you own your house, but you also own a share of the coffee shop down the block, mm-hmm. you are most inclined to stay and see your investment through. So I just think that we, if we want to retain those residents who are there, we're going to have to give them multiple reasons to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so exciting, I think, about Invest Southwest, because you know it is, it's so much more than keeping people in their homes. Mm-hmm. It's about giving them a stake in the future of their neighborhood. It's You don't want to just see development coming to your neighborhood mm-hmm. and it's not about you. You and want you, but you're talking about cultural change. You're talking it about is a systemic change. change. This is real change. This real. is not. This is not a flick of the eye. This no. is not what does the alderman say. This no, is this real is, change. This is really about. We have an unprecedented opportunity to change the way community development happens, mm-hmm. uh, and it just so happens that the land-rich parts and the culturally rich uh, parts of our city. Um, we have them at our disposal. Um, we're, we're going to see it. That's why I wanted to talk to you, because when I read your interview in the Tribune, I actually got excited. I was like, this is real, and it can happen, and it should happen, and now's the time for it to happen. Thank you so much Thank for you. letting us come into your office and look at your beautiful books <laughs> and talk to you. Mr. Cox, we're going to make a commitment to you as Indigo Studio. We know the change is not overnight. It's going to take time, but it's also going to be fun and it's going to be interesting. We would like to share with our media, we would like to share with you your conversations in the community, your plans in the communities as they develop. We would like to go on the road with you, so to speak, and look at the, the vacant lot and what it should be and to look at the building uh, as it might be uh, redeveloped right. and new properties yep. from housing to business and everything, we would like to share with our viewers step-by-step step, what you're doing, how you're doing it, and what that process might look like. Well, that would be a wonderful journey, mm-hmm. and I invite you to join me on it. All right. We'll stay in touch. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show, the place where it starts, covering today's topics and, of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. Let's make talk real again. Indigo Studio, 